0: Was bustling with more activity as Pierce's mom and the household help frantically added more dishes to be cooked. She was absolutely delighted that there were girls in the house for once. While it was a joy to see her son interacting with other boys his age, the new visitors were an entirely different level. She smiled as she added water to her largest pot. The father was very busy on the landline phone. From the soiree, The girls borrowed one of the drivers and headed into this opulent subdivision. Each girl was calling their parents to pacify them. And each of them would hand the phone to Pierce's dad. What will they be doing? Oh, the boys love telling stories over a table. No, there won't be any beer here. And Diego's shoulder slumped a bit upon hearing that. Soda and fruit juice would suffice. 8pm? That sounds like a good amount of time for them to chat with each other. Here's my address. Yes, I'll be keeping an eye on them. They'll act like good boys while they're here. They always have been. Not troublemakers. He softly laughed into the phone as goodbyes and good lucks were exchanged. When the parents were busy with their duties, Diego and Pierce pulled Cole aside. Cole had a questioning look on his face as he looked between his two friends. Look. We didn't plan for this, Pierce said. The two girlies you walked away from? They just started asking questions, said Diego. Advisor Pomp's pointed us out and we had to cover for you. Pierce had a bright twinkle in his eye. Didn't think it would take Cole for us to be able to hang out with girls. His smirk did nothing to ease the tension crawling up Cole's back. Diego ignored Pierce's snark and glanced at Cole. Tanya. He gestured towards a tall girl who talked to Cole at the soiree. She thought you were standoffish and wanted to remind you that the soiree was a place for both genders to learn. She didn't think you were that uncomfortable being there. She wanted to apologize, you know? Sorry that she spooked you. Cole asked, What's going to happen tonight? Diego looked at the girls crowded around the phone and after a moment answered Cole. Well, I told them we just do geek stuff on Fridays, and if they wanted to apologize, it's the best time to do that. But what we do? Well, that might not be their cup of tea. We'll tuck the game away till the girls leave. Until then, let's get to know them like good boys. Pierce thoughtfully placed a finger on his lips. This might not be a bad idea. Juke was busy entertaining the girls alongside Pierce's dad, but he gave occasional pointed looks at the other boys. When Pierce finally noticed him, Juke casually pointed at his nose and then directed his finger down at the basement. Pierce caught it immediately and rushed to the kitchen. Mom! Pierce kept his voice low and quiet so that it wouldn't carry through the open door. Mom! A second time, more urgently. His mom was staring intently at the frying pan. What? She barked the words, but her smile undercut the tension. Pierce grinned back at his mom and loudly whispered, Where's the can of air freshener? She was about to snap off a retort when the realization hit her. A gaming basement that's held nothing but boys for a year. It would have quite a stench. With panic in her eyes, she called out, Tessa! That was one of the household help. Tessa? Pass the veggies to Mary, take two of the boys, get the cleaning kit, hit the basement now. We don't have long. Tell Callista to come up here, she can help with the cooking. Tessa stopped slicing the vegetables and handed her knife over to Mary. The task ahead was daunting, but they would find a way to make it work. She grabbed the cleaning kit from the corner of the kitchen and asked her young master to bring a friend. Pierce briefly chatted with his friends and then rushed to the basement with Cole. Diego joined Duke and then whispered to the dad, We have to buy time. The dad looked at the girls and asked, um, why do fathers take an extra pair of socks to the golf course? The boys groaned while the girls pondered the question. Down in the basement, Pierce gave Callista a summary of the current situation. She put down the book she was reading through and pumped her tiny arms. Cooking skill check she said proudly. As basements go, Pierce's family had a very spacious one. The dad just really wanted the extra storage as well as a very comfortable place for him to play cards with his friends. Oh, and a not-so-mini-bar and maybe a pool table. Cole put in the effort to help clean up the basement den. It wasn't the full job as they just needed to make it presentable for the new guests. While dusting off a shelf, Pierce looked at Cole and said, Look, we all wanted the game to continue tonight, but it's not going to happen. Also, it's really your fault. If you didn't run off, there'd be none of this. Cole thought about that and then nodded. Yeah, I could have handled that better. Just wasn't in the mood for getting picked on. Pierce applied the wet rag to the shelf to clean up the remaining dust. Maybe you shouldn't think of them as girls. Maybe think about them as characters instead. That should help out, yeah? Cole smiled at that. Actually, that makes a lot of sense. I never know what they're thinking. Smiling to himself, Pierce cocked his head towards the stairwell. Good thing we're just about done. Sounds like they want us up there. Thank you so much, Tessa. A moment later, during dinner... Cole tuned out the girls almost entirely. He eyed the dishes that were laid out and marveled at how much work Pierce's mom put in. The boys were in high spirits and the girls seemed to be happy too. They all took seats around the large table. Cole thought it must be because of whatever they were talking about while he was cleaning with Pierce downstairs. He decided to not interject in their conversations, as he may come off as ignorant and slow, but he noticed how smoothly Pierce joined their chatter. It was as if he was upstairs all that time and he didn't miss anything. The girls were especially happy to meet Callista. They all treated her like royalty, as it seemed she wasn't just a mere participant in the kitchen, but an actual assistant during the massive cook-off. Keeping quiet during dinner wasn't difficult for Cole. He simply kept shoveling more food into his mouth—a forkful of pasta, a portion of minute steaks—so when a girl asked him a question, he looked at them with bulging cheeks, slowly chewing, and then glanced at one of the boys. The boys would then cover for him. Some jovial laughter, a quick answer, and then a counter-question would momentarily deflect the girl's attention. Cole was doing his best to keep his participation at a bare minimum. He found it strange that the girls would occasionally talk to him. The idea in his head was formless and refused to take shape, but he couldn't shake that something was happening behind the scenes. A tiny bit of frustration and fear was taking seed, but it was easy to brush away because Pierce's mom's cooking was simply fantastic. It seemed like the tense and guarded atmosphere in the soiree was no longer present. The boys pulled out all the stops while entertaining their new guests. The atmosphere was light and casual. Pierce's mom faced palming whenever the dad would crack a joke. Despite Cole's hesitation, he could tell that this was a great evening for his friends. He wished it could last longer for them. In some corner of his mind, he knew that the friendships formed on this very table, on this very evening, were going to be very important for them. But he couldn't see his own part to play. His friends seemed better equipped to handle this, and thus Cole would defer to them, as was his way. After dinner, and some time, just outside the doorway, Tanya watched her friends being escorted by her driver towards a car. Without taking her eyes off them, she spoke. Cole, I made assumptions during the soiree. It put you on the spot and there was a lot of discomfort. She looked at him and smiled. I hope this goes some way towards making you feel more at ease. I'm really sorry about what happened. Please accept my apology. Cole replied, yeah. I'm sorry too about the chip on my shoulder. There was more that he wanted to say, but he really couldn't find the words. He held out his hand. Tanya, without taking her eyes off of him, calmly took his hand and shook it. With that, she politely said her goodbyes to Pierce's parents and the rest of the boys, turned around, and made her way to the car. As their car disappeared around the corner, the parents slipped back into the house, leaving the boys outside. Man, this dinner is one to be remembered, Duke said. Think they'll believe us back in school? The boys were silent as Cole turned around and walked back into the house. Diego looked from Cole to the boys and asked, How many soirees have we had? Pierre scrunched up his face, calculating, counting in his head. I don't know. A little over a dozen this year? Diego noted as the estimate matched the number that he thought of. We never heard of any of those girls extending the party to a guy's house. At least I've never heard of it. Any of you? Pierce and Duke exchanged glances and shook their heads. Little Callista, unobserved, stood by a shaded window. She watched the exchange between Tanya and Cole. She listened until the boys left to join their friend in the den. When all that was left was darkness and the quiet murmur of a house settling, she softly whispered, Roll for initiative.